Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. This episode of Rooster Radio is brought to you by Lead Fiddle Guitars. So check it out, y'all. Before we got the Rooster open, um, we were promoting our business, and I got this random uh, message on Instagram from a guy. Uh, his account was Lead Fiddle Guitars, and he started a conversation with me. He started talking to me, uh, telling me that you know, he likes what I was, was up to, and I'm gonna give a shout out to him right now. Shout out to DJ. And um, it, ultimately, he told me that he has this business where he makes guitars, handmade guitars. And um, through our conversations, it was real inspiring. He, he asked if I would like to have a guitar made for the rooster. And that's where this guitar came from. And um, DJ was kind enough to donate it to the rooster. We have it hanging on our wall by the stage. It's there for anyone to play an open mic. It sounds amazing. And you can see he took a lot of time. He, he got our logo burned into the pit guard here. He gave it this worn look. And it's just, it's just a beautiful guitar. It's a beautiful guitar that sounds great. You know, what's cool about what he does is he takes wood, reclaimed wood from different stuff. I know right now he's working on a piece of wood that was taken from a, a piece of the stage at Woodstock. And the original Woodstock, you know, back in 1969. And he's working on this piece. And, you know, I, I imagine this is going to have to be a several thousand dollar guitar. But, uh, you know, he, he's got all kinds of amazing guitars he's made out of wood that just comes from anywhere you know and you could get one made too you know reach out to lead fiddle guitars on instagram reach out to them on facebook and um you know get you know if you're in the market for a new guitar you can he will make a custom guitar just the way you want it just the way you like it and i can attest that they sound great uh, they sound great on our stage at least um, of course that's not when i'm playing it because <laughs> i'm not a very good guitar player so if you're in the market for a unique custom-made guitar, check out Lead Fiddle Guitars on Instagram or at leadfiddleguitars.wixsite.com. Kind of made a rookie mistake with that like you know when got bonded went and freaking filled out all this paperwork just for them to like basically turn me down but then you know it's just another it's i mean it's you know <clears throat> they call barriers to entry yeah you yeah. know what i mean like like we don't have to have a political discussion about it but they they it's you know it's 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 funny how fragile the system we live in is you mm -hmm. know it, it really is a, a fragile system i mean you, yeah. you saw with COVID how easily people can be broken yeah yeah, so some people get, were broke. Like yeah. they, as a person, they got they they broke mm -hmm. yeah. because of the pandemic. You know, some of them ain't coming back. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are making their way back, but you know they they put systems in place, and it's all you know, it's all done under the guise of protection. We're doing this to protect you. We're doing this to create you know, and, and on one hand, there's they're making a good point. Yes, there should yeah. be rules to society. Agreed. You know, I'm not a complete and total anarchist. You, you know, the problem is, you know, 
little bit. <laughs> just, just a smidge. <laughs> I do love some chaos every now and then. Yeah. But, but you know, people just are not inherently good. Not everyone's inherently good, so people are always going to make decisions that are hurtful to others. So you got to have laws in place. Some of the laws that are in place are fucking stupid. Like, yeah. we'd be an illegal still. What the hell is wrong with people? Like, why haven't they... The whole Schedule 1 Act needs to be, you know, yeah. rescinded. Yeah. But, anyways... Um, it's getting there, it's, they, it's They create, you know, when it comes to business, you know, the the most powerful and richest people in the, on the, in the world have figured out ways to do things that makes it hard for people to compete with them. Yeah. And one of those ways is to create a structured system for these businesses to make it really expensive and really hard to get into business for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that's why a lot of that's that's what that that first barrier to entry, just the having the knowledge of the laws that you have to follow mm-hmm. to open a bar or to open a restaurant or to open a, a smoke shop. You where do you find that information? You know, it's tough. Have you ever read one of these laws? No. Have you ever sat and read a statute? No. It reads like you're stuck in German. Like they 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 write you. Know, they'll take an entire sheet, an entire page to say one thing. Is they keep they use you know legal jargon mm-hmm. to you know they have to describe each word and define each word before they actually form a sentence, and it's 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 painstakingly boring to read through. Like I you know, oh, I read I through a bunch of statutes about signage and stuff, and it's like you could have done this in three sentences, <laughs> but it's done like that on purpose. It's it's done that way to make it to more deter difficult. you from doing yeah, it. Discourage you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they don't. You know, the powerful people, they don't want independent... They don't like individualism. They don't yeah. like people being independent. They want you to be... They want you to need them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what, what the pandemic shone a real bright light on that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But here we are, but what they didn't expect was when you lock a bunch of people up for two years, people start getting creative. Yep, sure do. People start getting creative, and now you're seeing a burgeoning you know, businesses burgeoning all mm-hmm. over the place, which is why you're here. We're talking to Sean Mullen, by the way. Yeah, he's <laughs> the owner and proprietor of Urban Woodstock, which is right next door to the Rooster, yes, right sir. here on Main Avenue. Uh, just recently opened. Um, t- tell your story a little bit. Tell, talk about how you went from where you were from Kansas. Start start from Kansas City, because he's he's uh, not a native, but you're here now. Yes, I've been in the Charlotte area. You know, for like six for like six years now, my wife actually took a job down here, so that's what brought us here. Um, always kind of been in the smoke industry, something that I've just had a passion about. Um, I've always just always just and just loved being around it, being around the stuff that's involved with it, the smoking accessories, everything that's involved with the smoke the culture up, and all the that. The culture, the cannabis culture, everything. I just it's just something that since I've been a teenager, I've I've absolutely have fell in love with um as far as like trying to get the business up and going uh i literally been in flea markets for for years um literally pulling tables out of, out of the trunk of my car where they're selling vapes water pipes stuff like that t-shirts or just knickknacks gifts of, of just whatever so trays. Like every saturday sunday morning you're yes. loading up and you're heading to was, now were you at the dallas flea market i was out at the dallas flea market i was actually out there for like a year um, kind of got in a little bit of controversy over there. It kind of pushed me out of there. So, you know, people from Gastonia, Dallas, and the surrounding areas go out there, and there's a good chance you possibly see me there. Yep. Um, so 
please, if you see me, come back and check me out. Yeah. So from Dallas, I moved up to Salisbury to Webb Road. Spent about a year up there. Um, business took off good up there as well. But the store has just been a dream of mine literally since for years. And it just... Was there a smoke shop in Kansas City that you would go into all the time? Of course like, there was. Oh, man, it would be so cool if I could do that. <laughs> yes. There actually, uh, there's, uh, I mean, there was, a, there was a smoke shop back there called Seventh Heaven. But it was not only a smoke shop. It was a music store. I mean, it just it had everything in it. Like, it was just a cool counterculture shop. Nice. And it's just something that I just took. I just, man, I just loved it. You know, I moved out here, and then I found another shop out here called Infinity Inn. Yeah. Yep. They're over in Charlotte. Yep. They got guys got, like, six or seven stores. He's, I've heard he's been in the game for, like, since the 60s, 70s. Yeah, so they, parent, they actually used to sell blue jeans in the 70s. When, that was the only place you could get the super wide bell bottoms. That's according to my mom. So. Yeah, and, and like, <laughs> you know, when I found that store, I was just like, man, this is this is like one of the coolest stores. It is, yeah. You know, I remember being just, a teenager. We'd, yes. take tri- we'd make a whole day of it to go to Infinity's Inn and Rock and Roll Emporium yes. on, yeah. on Independence. Oh, I miss Rock and Roll Emporium. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... <laughs> So it's just like I said, man, I do the trade shows. I try to find the newest product that I can find. Sometimes I feel like I try to stay a step ahead of, like, the typical smoke shops that you see on every corner. Um, I try to, like, try to stay with, you know, the A, like, what they want. I try to, like, man, I search for stuff from here to California, literally. And, like, and when it comes down to it, like, if you come into my shop, there's something I don't have, just, just let me know because... Man, I got. Because you you'll find it. I will possible. find it if yeah. it's possible. If it's out there, I can almost guarantee you I can find it. Um, I mean, I got stacks of connections over there. Um, so, so you did the flea market thing for a few years. When you started looking f- to set up a shop, what made you choose Gastonia? You know, I wanted to be in an area that's up and coming, that's like this. You know, I just like like I just. I like what everything's going on over here. I can't wait till it takes off. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, when I was out at the Dallas flea market, I actually tried to call this place for rent just a couple doors down mm-hmm. from you. Could never get a response from her or, or he or whoever owns that place. And so I just pretty much just gave up, just con- continued with, with the flea market stuff. And one day, man, kind of have a small little delivery service, not doing too much of that right now. But I was back over here. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to drive, drive up. But actually, before this, when I was trying to call, I seen you wasn't quite open yet. But at the same time, I seen what you had in the window. And, like, I had an idea which, what you had going on. I'm yeah. just thinking, like I told my wife, I'm like, man, this would be, this would be cool if I can get in, get in over on this block because, you know. Yeah. So then, jump back to, I was doing deliveries. I came back by and seen this spot right next to you open. So I, I gave the, the guy a call. He actually answered my phone call, and then everything. You know, I took over the building February first. It's been a struggle. It's been hard, but um, we're getting through it. Uh, we've ran into a bunch of roadblocks. You know, currently right now, I'm dealing with the big one. Got a big yeah. old. Well, we won't we won't put all that business out there. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know you've had to close a little bit to have some yeah. stuff done in the building that's beyond your control. Definitely beyond my control. But hopefully, in two weeks, man, I'm up and ro- I'm up up and rolling again. Well, you I mean, know. I could see you were starting to pick up. You're getting momentum, yeah. so you know, it'll, it'll, it keep, it'll was, pick man. back up. I it mean, definitely was. Look, it was, it was tough for me. I, I opened in the middle of October, which is right before, you know, 
Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, every uh, holiday, the yeah. winter. Like, I opened up at the worst possible time. Yeah. Like, everyone's going in to hibernation, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. not coming, not coming out. out. And then, you know, there were nights where, you know, it's like 15 degrees outside and I'm trying to do a show, you know, yeah. like it's, it's hard to get people out. Yeah. And, but fortunately, you know, they, they, they haven't took it from me yet. You know, we're going to, we're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep pumping out content, yes, keep pumping out shows. And, and my man, Sean here, he's, he's right next door. So you can come kill two birds with one stone. You, you can. can come, come re-up on your, on your stuff. And then you can come hang out here and have a beer and see a show. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be a better location. You know, if honestly. you guys, <laughs> you know, you're coming to the show, you know, if you like the vapes, don't stop at the other station down the street come and get your vape i'm right next door yeah. saves you a trip yeah. so i got them over there you know i also carry like tie-dyes um you got skateboards got over there. Skateboards. that's yeah. what caught my attention was yes. the skateboards. you know and i you know I, I i ran an ad on the skateboards i mean i was getting a, some good feedback from them you know i kind of got something up my sleeve i would like to actually expand the skateboard a little bit but we'll see you know over time yeah, you we'll got see, a decision we'll see to make happens. there because if you if you kind of hybrid in skate shop you gotta have yeah. room for inventory and yeah and parts and all that and see that's the new thing like with smoke shops now like ones that are i want to say american owned mm -hmm. they're turning these into hybrid shops you know yeah. not you know they're you know, kind of like an infinity in, but they're in, yeah. but they're jumping into other stuff. Yeah. You know, like you go into smoke shops, you see the the disc, the, the people play the frisbee golf disc. You see yeah. those in in a lot of places. But so yeah, we're, I mean that's basically what one day I'm gonna be trending trending into is like a hybrid store where you can just come in, just an all around cool counterculture shop. Whether it comes to a smoking accessory, a skateboard, some trucks maybe in the future or something like that, I a like tie dye T-shirt. Some incense. I like it a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, we're gonna get there, man. I'm gonna and I'm gonna try my hardest to get there as well. You well, know. well I'm, we're in the same boat, brother. Yes. And I, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Um, you, you and and you've been, you're a great neighbor. You're a Thank great you. neighbor for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, you're stepping into. We've got this big Rooster Olympics coming up in June. Yeah. Which, by the way. Um, we have not officially announced the lineup, but it's it's out there. Rooster Olympics will be on June 24th. We've permitted the parking lot in the back. We're going to have a stage outside with lights and sound. We're going to have multiple food trucks, a whole misfit market. We've got 20, vendor, 20 vendors. 20 vendor misfit market in the parking lot. And one of those vendors will be Urban Woodstock. That's right. I'll be there. Be there with some tie-dye, some trays, That's awesome. some cool stuff. Definitely come and check me out. Um, Give me your feedback. Tell me what you want. Like when it comes to this counterculture shop industry, tell me what you want because I want to bring it in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, and I mean, what you're saying is right. You know, it's an opportunity to kind of get get to know the local business owner, but also it's an opportunity to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what we want. And, um, you know, Sean's been even kind enough to – make a donation for yes, our raffle. So for those who don't know, there's a raffle going on right now. Uh, Missy with Creative Music Management has bought a purple guitar that she's uh, going to raffle off. So tickets are five bucks a ticket, and I think you get like uh, five for 20 or something yeah. like that. Anyways, so Sean has an announcement to make uh, in, in regards to the raffle. So, you know, like I said, What's better than one? Having two. So on behalf of Urban Woodstock, we are going to donate a Jackson electric guitar to the Rooster Olympics. 
on my behalf of Urban Woodstock, man. That thing is. I'm I mean, so glad to. Uh, I'm so, I'm just glad to be able to donate this. I'm I'm glad to be able to be a part of something that's helping. You know, something that stands dear to your heart, as you mm -hmm. told me. Yeah. And, uh, bro, I'm just, I'm looking forward to being here. I'm looking forward to being next to you. Looking forward to trying to get this block up and going again. Yeah. Thank you and so much, on man. on behalf of That's Urban awesome. Woodstock, bro, yeah. here you go, man. Thank you. This is a badass guitar, guys. This, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. That black matte finish is dope. So this will be raffled off as well at Rooster Olympics. So now you have even more reasons to buy a raffle ticket at Rooster Olympics. And just, just so you know, Rooster Olympics, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a concert for a cause. You know, I don't talk a whole lot about my family on here, but I do have a son who was a student at Webb Street School here in Gaston County. And Webb Street is a school that's specifically for disabled children. And so he was able to attend school and have a social life, you know, because this school existed. Yeah. There's not a lot of them out there, and they're poorly, poorly funded because they're part of the, the, the county school system. And these kids, they need more attention. They need more resources, more equipment than normal schools do. And they don't have a football program bringing in revenue, you know, yeah. baseball, that kind of thing. So whenever they need something, they have to fight really, really hard to get it. And so that's why we committed to making our summer fundraiser for Webb Street School. Uh, right now, what they're trying to get is they're trying to get some interactive equipment in their gymnasium. Oh. So, some of the, so some of these kids are in wheelchairs, but some of them aren't. Yeah. And, you know, the ones that aren't, you know, they like to get up and move around. You want, you know, specifically kids with Down syndrome, you want to keep them active because yep. Down syndrome kids tend to gain, weight. gain a lot yeah. of weight and, and get inactive. And this interactive equipment will help them move around more and yeah. it's fun. But it's expensive, and it's it not is. something that the, the county is going to pay for. Yeah. We, could, we could take care of it all if enough people show up. Yeah. You know, like, like they, I think they need like $40,000. Yeah. We can do that. Oh, if, totally. if enough people show up, buy tickets, and then donate money and buy raffle tickets, right. we could raise all that money for them. Imagine, how cool would that be? Yeah, I mean, that would do, be we really get awesome. their, do I get to name the gymnasium if we do that? <laughs> can, can we get the roosters? <laughs> yeah. I don't know and, but, get in the raffle, get a cool electric guitar, man, and rock on. Yeah, so definitely come be a part of something special at the Rooster Olympics and, and, and get you a raffle ticket. Get you a bunch of raffle tickets a and increase your chances. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and thank you so much for this man, show. You're I really very welcome, it. man. Thank you for, you know, letting me come over and be a part of this, man. I'm glad. You well, know, I'm glad it was everything you. Everything happens for a reason, bro. I, I'm glad it was you that moved in next door because there's a lot of businesses <laughs> that could have moved in next door that might not have been happy with yeah. us being neighbors. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I had other options, man. I honestly had other options on this block, but I picked to come next to you. And the reason being is, you know, I, I like your crowd. I like what you have going. And, man, I want to be a part of it, man. Yeah, everyone loves your shop, man. A lot of people that come in here go into your shop. You know, I, I have great relationship with most of the other downtown businesses, and I try to promote and, mm -hmm. and cross-promote. I don't get a lot of reciprocate, reciprocation from that outside of you, um, but that's okay. You know, I, I get it. We're all trying to make money. We're yes. all busy. You know, I, you know I, it is time-consuming and difficult to put energy into something that doesn't really make you money. Mm -hmm. I will say, a couple of these restaurants – uh, around here could do a little better job of helping us promote shows with all the money they're making off of us. Right <laughs> yes. now. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think we're probably putting an extra grand a week in somebody's in pocket down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
But we'll get, we'll get there, man. I, you know, yeah. I think it's coming, man. You know, we just got to weather this little storm for the next six, eight, maybe even a year. Yeah. Once everything gets going next door, and I, I, I think we'll be okay. I was actually having that conversation with my husband yesterday. We were, I was like, once this this section, and because you got the ball field right down the road. Yeah. And once all this other stuff, they finish all this other things up, it's just going to just snowball yes. into. Oh, yeah. It's going to explode. I it mean, is. And it, yeah. I can't wait because i've seen this downtown area just sit here dead for so long yeah. well a lot of it was perception you know yeah. like, like that's why that's why the other side of the county stays so busy and you know all the money and investment got put in and now yeah. the money and investments getting put here but yeah. that's kind of that's boring stuff to talk about what i'm really curious about is is because i have zero understanding of the, the laws keep changing in north carolina mm-hmm. for the for the flower and the cbd and yeah. the delta eight delta nine whatever i give me a rundown like help ed, help me educate help educate me and my audience of like where are we at right now what are you allowed to do and 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 what what are we missing? Like, how do we get to where we want to be? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna try to give you as much info as I can, as I know. I try to stay on top of this stuff, but the game is changing so much. You know, I know North Carolina is really, really trying. I mean, I know there's crazy, you know, whatever they're trying to do in Riley. I know, but I think honestly, they're getting there. Coming from a recreational state and a medical state. They're doing the, basically the same type of stuff that Missouri is doing, and now you know they're booming. Um, as far as like the CBD, you you know, and like the Delta, all the Delta stuff, um, you got to keep it under that three percent federal law. Three percent T A point zero three percent. So not like three points. It's like it's got to be point three. Point three percent THC. Yeah, is like the federal law. You know. So how do you extract that from the flower? Is there is it a specific type of bud that is grown that to be like that like i mean what's your typical percentage of thc in flour to begin with i mean i personally have had flour in 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 30 percent you know coming from legal dispensaries from other states you know uh that's the shit that'll fry your wig off i mean it can (laughs) yes you know Uh, it's it's changing you know a lot of the stuff with the with the delta eight products you know you got hhc and all that stuff that's in it that people like that that they're they're also pulling from the plant you know um it it's it's a it's a it's tough to try to stay up on top of this stuff um i try to read as much as possible sometimes i don't have all the answers for it the thing about when it comes to like cbd products delta nine products delta eight products anything in that category it's it comes down to a preference because what's working for you, there's a chance it's not going to work for the other person. And the majority of people that buy these products are looking to cure some sort of ailment or I mean, at least alleviate symptoms of an ailment. Man, I get I get people that come in and just tell me, hey, I buy these Delta 9 or these Delta 8 gummies because they help me sleep at night. Or I buy it because I just simply get a buzz off of it. You know, I, and then I get people that, that want just plain CBD gummies with nothing in it, no type of highness or anything like that, just because it helps them sleep, it helps them with pain, anxiety. and it does anxiety. I mean, there's all kinds of benefits from this plant, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you don't have to tell me, sell me on that. Yeah, I'm I mean, in complete agreement. Yeah. It's just everybody comes in with a with a different something that they're telling me that just 
one person tells me it does for them, the next person it does something and you're, completely and, different. And part of your job, which which you seem to be really good at, is is matching the right product up with the right people. Yes, it is, um, it, and that could be tough too. You know, just trying to because another thing, this stuff is changing at a rapid at a rapid pace. You know, I might get a brand in that just took off, blew out. Then I might not ever seen that brand again. You know, one and done. Just a one and done type yeah. stuff. You know, um, but it's always changing, man. It's just, and honestly, when the legalization comes around, probably like all the Delta products, the it's all, it's probably going to be obsolete one day. You know, you, think, you really, I think there's this percentage of people that will always want to use that stuff for because like I was like, like I'm a huge advocate for for marijuana legal. I'm a huge advocate for drug legalization. In general, mm-hmm. and and the reason why it's not it has nothing to do with chaos or anything like that. I I wholeheartedly believe that if you legalize drugs and regulate them in a way that makes it safe to take, you're going to end up with less addiction, Let less them. overdose. Yes. So, right now, the big thing is kind of taking off is called THCA flower. So it's hemp flower. THCA is in is in all forms of marijuana. But now they're THCA is in a hemp flower. So basically, when you warm it up, you put the lighter to it, smoke it, however it you activates smoke it. it. It activates the THC in it. Um, I do have some of that, and the good thing about it is I have some from local growers in the state of North Carolina. Look at that. That's so I love if, that. If you are looking to try it out, come and see me because, I mean, I have stuff from – out of state as well, but I do carry from a local hemp grower here in the state of North Carolina, and they put good good quality product out there. Nice. That's, that's good awesome. to know. Yeah. yeah. It's good to know that we got somebody locally here that's this. Yeah, I mean, that's, there, believe it or not, man, there there is there is actually a lot of local in this business when it comes to this, a lot of hemp farms out there that I have met, you know, Mooresville, there's, there's a few good people up there that I have met. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to like the Delta products, the TACA products, all of this stuff. There, there is a lot of it that's made right here in the state of North Carolina, yeah. and I'm working on that right now because I would, I want to get people stuff that's made in the, in our own state of North Carolina. Yeah, in support my shop, local for yeah. sure. You know. Now, are the are the growers that you that you're talking about have they had hard time with banks? Because I know like even in states that are fully recreational legal. There's still a lot of companies that have a hard time finding banks to work with. Well, right right now, well the banks. So, so and, and the reason why I'll explain it. You know, the federal government has not legalized marijuana yet. Right. A lot of states have. Well, most banks operate on a federal level, and the DEA, at any moment, can just decide we're taking this shit. We're shutting this down. Yeah. And that's why banks won't fuck with these companies. They won't let them put their money in their banks. And so for a lot of places, it becomes a cash business. Like when you go out to Cali, a lot of the smoke shops, if you don't have cash, you have to you have to use a debit card. You can't use a credit card. Or they have an ATM in their shop. They have an ATM in the shop, yeah. yep. And 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 that's and that's and the reason for that is because banks reserve the right to freeze yeah. your money and give it to the ATF or or um, the DEA if they so choose. So now, a smart banker would start a new fucking bank mm-hmm. for Just these for businesses that, yeah. and tell the federal government to eat a dick. You know, set the bank yeah. up overseas. 
you know, so that they can't come after them and, and open up shop here in America. Yeah. Are you going to start a bank, Michael? I, dude, if I, had, <laughs> if I had those resources, I'd have already done it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that... Because I, mean, I know this is a real problem. Yeah, when, it is. You know, not only, like, if it... Well, if it comes federally, I mean, it's going to cause a lot of... It, those problems are going to be resolved. But in, like, in, in states I, that, are, that are legalized, man, there's a lot of jobs that just... There's jobs that's, that legalization states have provided just for transportation, like having a guy come and pick the money up and taking it to their warehouse or, or somewhere, you know. But not only does it create jobs, it generates a shitload of tax revenue, yes. which if it were up to me, 100% of tax revenue from marijuana products would go straight into our school system. Yeah. yeah. That, like that, that, would, that would be a stipulation. If I was a state senator, I'd be like, the only way this is getting passed is if this money goes to the schools. Pay teachers Could better. you imagine better how resources. awesome our schools would be? I'm yeah. saying. Right? So that's, so that's one thing. It does thing. work, man. But, but, you know, and then this is my opinion. I, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I think that the reason that we've been so slow, because, you know, the minute Joe Biden got elected as our president, should that not have been one of the first things that they did was just, all right, enough of this bullshit, we're legalizing yeah. the pot. But, but I think the reason it doesn't happen is because, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the rich and the powerful. Mm-hmm. They got to figure out a way to keep guys like me and you from, from yeah. getting in on it. I mean, it. if they legalize it, yeah. it, it our country be out of debt in a month. Yeah, they, there's right? a <laughs> literally they they want to, they got to make sure they put those right barriers in place so that only the people they want selling it can sell it, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the problem, man. I, I I think I truly believe that the legalization would have already happened on a national level if it weren't for cronyism. Yeah. I, it just and, and the whole thing like it would help everybody because you got the the pain the people who use it for pain management or anxiety mm-hmm. and. There are even I've even I read an article the other day where somebody took it for uh, they gave it to their son to help with um, like his seizures had never had a seizure yeah. never had a seizure after they continuously yeah. took it. I mean I've heard stories just with CBD. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when the North Carolina before they legalized CBD they ran a study, mm-hmm. and my son was one of the participants in the CBD oil study for seizures, mm-hmm. and it was working. Yeah. yeah. It was working, but he hit puberty. And when he hit puberty, everything went haywire and it stopped working Mm -hmm. on the seizures, which was a real bummer for me. But then they ended up legalizing anyway the CBD part, which was great. I'm I'm happy that it's a step in the right direction. But enough with the nonsense. Just get out of the way of progress. Exactly. I I know for a fact that it helped uh, a friend of mine, my my best friend, she, she had cancer. And she was losing weight due to the chemo, and her friends were like, enough, and they just shut the doors, and they hotboxed her bedroom because she wasn't eating. What's well, going to give you an appetite, too, and, you and know. They, they, they made it a plan every single day after work. They met. They hotboxed her. Mm-hmm. She got her appetite back. She gained her weight back because she's a six-foot-tall woman who was down to 90 pounds. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. 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 But that, she's like, I would have died if they hadn't done that. There's so many success stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could have a, we're not going to, but we could no. have a conversation about mushrooms. You know, yeah. how, you know, you mushroom, mushroom has a history that, that like predates modern society. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. like, if you take the time to do some research, like there's evidence, proof that, you know, very, very, um, what's the, like, like uh, early civilization. What yeah. is it? What's the, what's the caveman type you know, civilization? Yeah. Ritual. Primitive. Yeah, primitive. primitive. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking primitive. for. God 
damn it. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Primitive <laughs> society. Sorry. <laughs> Thank Wait you, Mark. The man. But no, there's evidence that these primitive civilizations would use mushroom in these ritualistic ways. Yes. And, you know, they were, they were used not to get fucked up. They were used to achieve enlightenment. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know. That's, even, even with mushrooms now, I mean, they're really now starting to find out the effects what it can do for people, you know, at a small, very dose. Well, there are, you know. there are um, centers, like research centers, mm-hmm. that, that have been given the green light to do psychedelic research. Yeah, yeah. And like, I've heard it's really good with people with migraines. Mm-hmm. Like, it will, like, you know, it, it'll literally wipe a migraine out in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, they're. I mean, they're doing a lot with PTSD with the veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using mushrooms and other psychedelics. Uh, MDMA is another one yeah. that that's being used to help alleviate symptoms of PTSD. People are getting their life back. Yeah, yeah. Like people, like legit, un, non unfunctioning people right. who can't get past whatever it is, you know, emotionally, mentally, and these you know, psychedelics and, and marijuana is helping them live a, a, a life that matters, you know? Yeah. Like, could you imagine, could you imagine the fucking, the, the cruelty of knowing that, that this thing exists. And they're holding it and, and And not allowing it to, <laughs> like, that's cruel. Yeah. That's but hateful. This, but my, my point was, like, going back to the whole cycle, it, it can heal and then, like, the money from it could go back, like you said, into the school system. We could be out of debt. Not have potholes in the road anymore. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I believe it would alleviate poverty. Yeah. It would, yeah, but yeah. it's just like they're holding it because, like you said, it goes back to the power. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, look, man, we live in a world full of douches, man. It's a shit like, show. It's, it's really, it's, <laughs> it's 2020. That's why I opened program. this place. I got tired of being mad about it. I was like, let me do something about it. Yeah. Do something fun to yeah. add to the dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me raise some hell here, but uh, but no, I, I I just I really appreciate what you're doing. I, I appreciate you, your insight. I love that you're our neighbor here. Thank I you. hope that you will all come check out Urban Woodstock. They'll be up Definitely. and running again in a week or so. Hope so, uh, man. Getting through the some construction issues. I'm sad I have to miss this 420 holiday. Hey, come here. We you got know. the Carolina vibes yeah, here. No, I got a radish. You want to set up a booth? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. You want to set up a booth here at 420? Dude, I might be able to. I mean, the thing, my office over there is all, like, a lot of my stuff is in my office, and they literally got it all taped up, and I literally have a pile of dirt. That's their problem, man. Get and your I, shit out of there. And I just, like, I literally almost can't. You it's because it's so blocked off. I mean, I got a table. Well, you like, got, you got, got a few days. Let me get over there this week, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll yeah, do if that. You, if you want to set up a booth, like, we've got the little area by the stage. You okay. can have you come set up a booth for 420. We can all promote it together. How appropriate all right. that be? Yeah, that'd Dude, be, that might, it'd might be perfect. on that offer for real. Yeah. Man, yeah. Hey, you might make a few bucks while yeah, you're closed yeah. down. Nothing wrong with so that, So check out Urban Woodstock. You got a website, social media you want to put on? I mean, we're definitely on Facebook, just straight up Urban Woodstock. We're on Instagram. Instagram is a little slow. I really don't post too much on there. Um, but I am on Instagram, straight up Urban Woodstock. Um, but the majority of the action is going down through Facebook as of right now. Right. So please give me a follow, like my page. I'll keep you updated on everything going on when I'm when I will be back up and running. Um, hopefully in a week or two. But uh, until then, just wait for me and I'll be back and I'm coming back strong. Yes. And he'll be at Rooster Olympics. I sure will. And uh, also at the Brewstock Festival. Yes, he'll be a vendor at both of those events and possibly here on 420. Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome. You're going to be seeing me around here. I'm here to, to stay, man. I'm here to get this block booming again. Awesome. I appreciate and I'm, that. And I'm glad to, to do it with you, bro, for real.
Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate you, Sean. Uh, come check us out. We got all kinds of fun stuff going on. Go to the events tab on our website, theroostergastonia.com. Um, we got the 420 show this week. We've got the Bleeding Hearts Ball this Saturday. We got a country show Friday with Caleb Wolf, and then a whole lot of other fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Stay tuned. Peace and love. Peace. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.